Is it on? Welcome to the Shaunt Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Welcome into another edition of the Shaunt Show. We come to you following news that was almost anticipated but not expected. News that we had all feared for a long time has now come to fruition. Grayson McCall will no longer be a Chanticleer following their bowl game. He has announced today that he has put his name in the transfer portal. I know a lot of us kind of saw this coming. We had the feeling that this would be his last season at the program when uh, the snake Jamie Chadwell uh, ran up the road to Liberty um, we kind of almost solidified that this was the end for Grayson McCall, but I'll be honest in my own experience and, and in my own kind of world, uh, I thought he was going to go to the NFL. Josh, this is a decision that doesn't come lightly for number 10. And it's a decision that I'm sure he put a lot of thought into. What are your initial takeaways from it? I mean, first of all, my initial takeaways are after, a week where we've been kind of reacting to, we're still just torn up about Jamie Chadwell leaving the way that he did. I'm sorry, but this was, this is how you're supposed to do it. And you look at all these other kids that are entering the portal. What are they saying? They don't say that they're playing their bowl game. They get in, they get out. They're not playing the bowl game because you could get hurt, especially a quarterback like Grayson McCall for him to put out that statement. I believed every word in that statement. He said, about how he loves Coastal Hell. This guy has a giant ass Chauncey tattoo on his leg. Like this dude loves Coastal. And for him to come out and say, I'm transferring, but I'm still playing in this bowl game, there's no love lost for me. I'm going to, I'll support him every, anywhere that he goes except Liberty. Let, let's make that very clear because apparently we have to. Um, and I'm not surprised. I guess when I, I had a feeling when he got injured that maybe he would have to play one more year of college because he gets labeled as injury prone and teams don't think they've seen enough from him, but a 9,000 yard guy in our program, a thousand rushing, 8,000 throwing. There's not enough good things we can say about him. We've said it all season, but I'm just, I'm grateful that he did it the right way to be honest. Yeah. This, this feels like the right way, Jordan, this is a decision that wasn't easy. I'll say it again. He had to put a lot of thought into this. What are your thoughts on it? I think he's doing the right thing. Um, you know, like, I mean, we anticipated it happening. I mean, last year we thought after the cure bowl, he was gone, but you know, lo and behold, he, he came back for another year and, you know, we all knew how special he was pretty much after his first game against Kansas back in 2020. Um, I mean, I had, I, I felt upset at the, at, at one point cause we knew that we were losing in all argument since, you know, we were probably losing the best quarterback coast of Carolina history. But at the same time, we kind of, I figured it was going to happen sooner or later. He was either going to leave or go to the NFL. So I can't really get mad. I'm with Josh. I feel like he's he's making the best decision not only for himself but for his fam for his family as well, and you know he did everything. I mean, this guy was one of the best to ever put on the Shauna Clear uniform. There's going to be ten jerseys with his name on the back. He's not the best. Oh, he's not the best. 
I said, I said, if not the best, I thought you said one of the best. I did say one of the best. I'm saying he is the best quarterback to ever do it at Coastal. And, you know, jerseys are going to be around with his name on it. He's, he's solidified his legacy at Coastal. And, you know, if he does end up, you know, leaving and going to play at a, you know, bigger school, then that gives him a bigger opportunity uh, later on down the road because it gives him a chance to try to raise his stock up in the NFL draft. But, you know, for him to, you know, say, I'm going to suit up one last time to try to bring another championship for Coastal, I mean, that just tells you the type of guy he is. And I said it a long time ago. I mean, you know, I told our fans, you got to witness greatness, you know, because you just never know when he's going to, you know, when it's going to be over with. And sure enough, you know, he comes out today saying that he's planning on, you know, putting his name in the portal. So I wish Grayson nothing but the best if this is the last, quote unquote, last dance. <laughs> down in Birmingham. But um, I look forward to seeing what he does in the future for sure. He's got a bright future. Retire 10. Yeah, certainly. I, I would I would not be opposed to retiring number 10. A couple, You have to wait a couple years. You can't do that now. Um, but I would not be opposed to that. And yeah, this, this definitely now has the air of a last dance type of thing. Mario... He did in his message, he said that he's going to play in the bowl game. He's going to finish what he started this season. What does that mean? And, and what does that mean for the team that's looking to pick up Grayson McCall? Well, first, to me, it shows that he has that mentality. When you start something, finish it. You know, he could have easily said that I'm not going to play in this Birmingham Bowl because, let's be honest, it's kind of a downgrade from last year for sure. So he could have easily said, I'm not going to play in this bowl. You know, I'm just going to enter this transfer portal and whatever happens happens, but he is choosing to finish it off with coastal Carolina. And he said it in that post and give it everything. His guy's going to suit up one last time. And I respect that. You start where you finish, you know, you don't. And to me, that's the way I would do it. And so I absolutely respect him for that. And what it tells other teams is when he goes to whichever team that he's going to go to, he's going to bring the same mentality. You start where you finish. You know, we don't, I'm not going to bail out when it doesn't look good. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick through and I'm going to, I'm going to power through and I'm going to finish what I started. And honestly, I was a little surprised when I seen transfer portal. I thought it was when I first seen, I was like, Oh, he's probably going to enter the NFL draft, but that didn't happen. To be honest with you, there's, there's nothing left for him to do here. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's nothing left. A guy like Grayson McCall is so big. He, 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 again, he has such swag to him. He's such a, he is a really good quarterback. We noticed, but he has such swag to him. He's got this, to me, he's got that superstar image and that superstar image. It, it's being wasted in a place of, uh, in a place like Coastal Carolina University. You know, we, we gave him an opportunity and he's given us so much more. And so I feel like it's time for him to go into a bigger university and a bigger college team and to finally start showing his image and to use it. And not only that, but to draw attention as well. So wherever he goes, I wish him the best of luck. But I think the one thing that it tells his future team is that if I start with you, I'm going to finish it with you. Yeah, Mario, I, I really like what you just said there and the fact that we gave him an opportunity and he gave us so much more. A lot of people heard of Coastal because of 10. A lot of people didn't know who we are, but they knew we had a great quarterback. Oh, is that your quarterback? I got a lot of stuff like that today as well. Like, that's a big loss for you. That means that there was something there. This dude, like you said, we just gave him a chance, and we didn't even really give him a chance. He had to earn that. He was behind two guys. This dude, you can't say – he spent four years at Coastal. He's going to graduate 
with a degree from Coastal Carolina. Like, this dude pisses Teal. The amount of moments he's given us after we didn't even, like, hand him a starting spot right away just shows you the kind of guy he is. And, I mean, he's he's going to be a Sean Clear legend, and you can't say that he didn't ball out and give everything he had to Coastal Carolina. Right, and on top of that, the only thing I can think of is when he goes to this bigger university, think about what he's done with this university. And we talked about it millions of times on the show. We don't have the same resources as a Division One as a lot of Division One schools do. Can you imagine what he does with those types of top Division One resources that we know he's going to go to a top Division One team, like wherever it is, we know he's going to go to one of those big teams. Can you imagine what he what he can do and how he can build his game? with those types of resources as well. Like it's not even just about his image. Obviously when obviously the most important part is your productivity and, and your play on the field. His whole, like we, we think he's great now. His, he can rise like above what we even think, Like the sky's the limit for what Grayson McCall can really be. And I think personally now look like kind of thinking about it, it is the right decision because it allows him not only to evolve as a player, even higher than what we can e- even expect, but it also allows him to build his image even more. And come next year, when he does enter the NFL draft, you're looking at possibly a top, you're looking at possibly a first round pick, second round pick. Regardless, you're looking at, you're looking at a, a way bigger, better situation than what he would be right now if he entered the draft. So I do think he's making the right choice. Yeah, I, I totally agree with this decision. And I wish it would have been the NFL draft. I wanted it desperately to be the NFL draft. I don't want to see 10 in another uniform and I don't want to see 10 wear a different number. That would be the most heartbreaking thing is if he commits to a school that already has 10 taken, that would be, I would be almost worse than seeing him in different colors would be seeing him be like Jersey number eight. Like we can't have that. Like that's not allowed, but yeah, Mario, I I think this was the one last thing that Grayson McCall had to prove. He had to prove that he wasn't just some small school quarterback who he just had a couple years of brilliance. I think back on guys like Jordan Lynch at NIU that led them for four years to double-digit win seasons. I think back on guys like Kellen Moore at Boise State who led them on a lot of good seasons. And these guys who were good quarterbacks, they didn't pan out. They didn't work at the next level. And a lot of that has to do with the scheme that they were running, the school that they were at, the tools that they had at their disposal. Grayson McCall has done everything you could have asked of him with the tools that he has at his disposal. And now it's time for him to hone his blade, hone his craft, and become the NFL prospect that we all know he could be. I think if he had gone this year, he would have been a late round pick. He probably would have spent the first three years of his career holding a clipboard and hoping and praying that two guys get hurt ahead of him. Now, if you go to a bigger program, it's a lot easier for NFL scouts to say, yeah, let's take a chance on Grayson McCall because he's the quarterback at Notre Dame. He's the quarterback at West Virginia. He's the quarterback at I don't know, Georgia, let's say Stetson Bennett commits, you know, goes to the draft early. It's one of those things that makes the NFL scouts life easier. And so it makes Grayson McCall's life beyond college football way easier, way more profitable and hopefully way more successful. So I hold no ill feelings towards McCall. I saw a lot of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Liberty freaks 
in the comments of his Instagram post. And they were all like, oh, no, in there in with Chadwell. That is the one exception to everything I just said. <laughs> you can't go to Liberty and you can't go to App State. The only exceptions. Everywhere else, fine. And you I don't like think Grayson could do that. 30 other schools to choose from. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, and I don't think Grayson would do that. I really don't think he's he's that kind of guy. And I don't think – I think you're in a Brady-Belichick situation here where he needs to prove that his success wasn't just Chadwell. And I think if he goes to Liberty, he's only hurting himself. And, yes, Liberty produced the one of the top quarterback prospects of last year's draft cycle – but it was also one of the worst quarterback cycles in a long, long time. So I don't think that's the the rule. I think that's the exception is, is Malik Willis. But we'll leave it there. Um, we'll move on to a Coastal Carolina perspective. Ten is gone. He's out of the building following the Birmingham Bowl. What are the next steps for this university? What are the next steps for this quarterback room who – doesn't have a coach, doesn't have an offensive coordinator, quarterback's coach, I should I should be more specific. Nobody knows anything. What's the next step? Who are you looking at to step up and take charge? We won't get into it, but I, I need to mention it right now. Bryce Carpenter was arrested today as well. Uh, he is suspected. There's allegations of things. We're not going to get into that, but we're going to assume that he's eliminated from competition. Um, I think that's just best for us in the program right now to just assume that as at a base level. We hope for the best for him and we hope for the best of the victim of this uh, attack, but we will leave it at that. Where are you going if you are Coastal Carolina and you are Tim Beck Jordan? What's your next step now that you know for certain 10 isn't going to be under center next season? Well, I'm going to try to hit the portal hard and try to see if I can get a really good veteran quarterback that's play for at least two or three years and the way that is piling up in the transfer portal there's a good bit of quarterbacks that's in that portal so if I'm Tim Beck seeing that I couldn't get Grace McCall to stay um, I'm definitely hitting that portal hard to try to get a, a veteran quarterback to come in uh, year one under you know his first regime to try to see what he can do for that um, you know there's plenty of them out there it's kind of hard to say I do like um I like that Spencer guy from Oklahoma State. I don't know his first name, but uh, I think that he would be a good quarterback if we could get him. But you guys talked about it, you know, beforehand. You guys don't think that, you know, it would be like a downgrade for someone to come from a Division One big-time school like Oklahoma State to Coastal. But if we could try to get somebody like that, that would be great. Um, as far as, you know, coordinators going, QB coaches, if he could go out and try to get one of the best ones that's still available right now, that would be great. Um, kind of easier said than done, but if I'm Tim Beck, I'm not going to hit the panic button just yet because, you know, even if he can't get anybody, you know, you still got Bryce Archie still waiting. So I think, you know, Bryce Archie could potentially be a good starting starter for week one if he can, you know, get a good summer and get a good spring. But, you know, just kind of heartbreaking for Tim, but Tim Beck, you know, to see Grayson Lee, but, I, I got all the confidence in him. I'm not going to go ahead and just say that, you know, his first season is going to be, you know, in the in the pile of, you know, trash. But I think he's going to do really well. But he's just got to do a lot of work, more than he had coming in. I could tell you that. 
So Mario, I come to you with a question from our Twitter. Uh, Will Bradham at Will Bradham one hits us up. If you had to guess right now, do you think a portal quarterback or Archie starts next season? So game one in the Rose Bowl, who's under center? You don't have to be specific if you think it's a transfer guy, but do you think we hit the portal for a guy or do we go with the guy that's in the building already? Well, first of all, I think it's a great question. Personally, I think we go with a portal guy. I personally think for one year, that's what's going to happen is we're going to go with a portal guy. And I think that's probably the best outcome that we can get because there are a lot of great quarterbacks in this portal. There are a lot of great quarterbacks in this portal. I'm looking at the list and I'm not going to mention like, like names, but there's a lot of quarterbacks that are from not so big schools that are highly ranked that coastal Carolina can get, can get a crack at, you know what I'm saying? I don't expect us to get guys who are from these high, like high level colleges. I don't expect us to get DJ from Clemson because he's already played at the highest level. He's not going to drop down the coastal. I don't see that happening. But I do see us getting these guys from smaller universities that can that are really highly rated and can come here. As far as Bryce Archie, I think another year of him probably like sitting on the bench and just learning this new offense uh, with Tim back. I just think that's perfect right there because. This is going to be a new offense in general. No matter whether you're a returning uh, player or whether you just joined, there's going to be a lot of things we got to learn about. They got to learn about this new offense. And I think Bryce Archie just basically being in the coach's ear, asking him questions during practice, asking him, uh, asking quarterback coaches and other offensive uh, offensive coaches questions during the game, and just basically seeing the offense like firsthand itself and him just studying it. If Bryce Archie can be that type of guy where it's like, okay, I'm not playing, but I'm going to study what this offense is. I'm going to ask as many questions as I possibly can because they're expecting me to take over the helms. If he can do that, then I'm I'm down for it. The only problem with that is a lot of quarterbacks don't like to wait. You know, a lot of quarterbacks want their like, you know, want to start as soon as they possibly can. And so what that possibly does is if we bring in a transfer portal guy. I can see a possibility of Bryce Archie being like, you know what? I haven't really got like a fair like crack at this. So I'm going to enter the transfer portal come the next year. So I can see that happening too. So there's, so again, there's advantages and disadvantages to both of it. But I think as far as for the program, if Bryce Archie is patient, if we bring in a transfer portal quarterback for one year, a guy who's probably like a senior or a super senior or something like that, we bring him in for one year. He runs the offense. We see how this offense is ran. And Bryce Archie just becomes a student of the game and just studies, 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 and just keeps asking questions. With no doubt in my mind, he could easily be Tim Beck's number one guy for the future. Yeah, real quick, Mario, I just wanted to add that I think I was going to say it if you didn't, but I I think that it's a tough task for Tim Beck to do. If you're going to recruit a quarterback, like I kind of feel like you have to decide on whether or not you're going to give Archie a chance because I think if you give Archie, you want to give Archie a chance and you've seen enough, you got to commit a recruit a quarterback that's going to be there for just one year and then you're going to pass it and it's going to be seamless and there's going to be a plan. But I think, like you said, if he recruits a quarterback that could be here two or three years, Archie kind of gets frustrated. I didn't get a fair go at him, a high three star. I had an offer from Michigan. I can play somewhere else. So, yeah, I think we, he's – unfortunately, he's kind of got to make that decision at least a little bit quickly, and it's going to be a very important one for the future of this program. Yeah, Mario, I think that's a super underrated point that I personally had never thought about. This is a new offense and a new system, and, yes, 
we've seen what Bryce Archie can do. His high school film is outstanding. We've seen him at practice and in pregame warmups. The dude can sling a ball. But he was recruited under Chadwell to play the spread triple option, weird, whatever his thing is. And Tim Beck doesn't run that offense. So if you have to get a guy out of the portal that fits your offense, I think that's great. Mario, before I hit Josh with another question, you had something to add here. Yeah, just real quick. Hopefully with Tim Beck taking over to head coaching roles, I'm hoping that we're not seeing six point games every single game. I'm hoping that it's not. Um, we barely win by six. We barely win by four. We're in these close games every single time. I'm hoping that we have some games where we're either beating the team by a lot, or maybe it'll be some games where we get absolutely destroyed. Who knows? But in those cases, those are perfect times to bring in Bryce Archie. Even if we have a transfer, uh, even if we have like a transfer portal quarterback, those are perfect times to bring Bryce Archie into the game, have him play a decent amount of minutes. And that for him is very crucial to whether or not he feels like he fits that offensive or not, or not. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we have those games where hopefully we're crushing a team opposed to getting crushed, but I'm hoping that we have those games where Bryce Archie comes in and he's able to get a feel for the offense. And, and hopefully he really likes the offensive scheme that they're running. And hopefully he'll stay to take over that role. Once the transfer portal quarterback leaves. Valid point, Mario. Josh, I come to you with this question. We talked in our last episode after Tim Beck was announced that the number one thing on his list was the Grayson McCall situation, convincing him to come back and play in the teal and bronze for another season. That was his first objective and he failed at it. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily his fault. Again, we hold no ill will towards Grayson McCall. We think this is the right decision for him too. But that was the number one thing on Tim Beck's list, and it didn't happen. What does this mean for him specifically? And is it an unfortunate, you know, kind of just situation that he was put in? Or do you think he maybe could have done more here? I think the only thing, and I think we'll see this when Grayson McCall commits to a school, I think he could have, the only thing we could have done more with was NIL, because I know Grayson loves it here. I know he wants to be here. It was a super tough decision, but like you said, he's a guy that's kind of been labeled injury prone in a sense. And if he can go get a million plus dollars somewhere, then that kind of sets his financial future up a little bit. And then he can not worry about as much of, will this NFL contract work out? Do I, can I just survive being a backup making 400 grand a year and have enough money if I made a million dollars in college? I think that's kind of the only thing we could have done more, but I think it was an unfortunate situation for Beck. And one of the things we did say on the um, podcast was that he should attack trying to get the wide receivers to stay. And from Jared Brown's mom, he's staying. Sam Pinckney seems super committed. And we haven't heard anything on Mobley, so it sounds like a lot of the weapons are staying. Um, Braden Bennett put out a tweet that made it look like he was staying as well. I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised if Reese White transfers, but we're good at running back. So I think he's gotten a lot of the offensive players to stay. We already saw Willie Moyes kind of withdraw from the portal, it looks like, from what we've seen. It says he transferred back to Coastal, so that'd be a big get. So I think, he, yes, he failed on that part, but in terms of the rest of the offense, I, I think it's going to be a lot of guys that you're familiar with next year outside of the line in Grayson. Yeah, it sets him up to attract an incredibly good quarterback out of the portal. You can go to whoever you want and say, hey, look, 
you don't have to worry about anything because we have this wide receiver core that is one of, if not the best in the Sun Belt. Freshman All-American in Jared Brown. Exactly. You don't get that everywhere. No, you really don't. You have a running backs room that is four people deep, even if one of them leaves. Like, it's incredible what this team has in terms of weapons, and it makes the offense this season all that more frustrating, but I digress. Um, and it, it just it solidifies your selling point because we know Coastal doesn't have the money to go after the big name guys in the portal and say, hey, come to us. We just we don't have the NIL program set up yet to do those things. So you have to sell them on the program. And the program and the product on the field is pretty good. So, yeah, Mario just typed in our chat. I got to put it in here. Curtis was about to puke when he talked about that offense, and he's not wrong. That offense was sickening all season. Even with 10 in, I still think Jamie Chadwell had his head up his ass and wasn't calling plays and doing things the right way. It was not fun to watch this offense this season, but don't get me on my soapbox, Mario. You tried. You tried. So I want to toss it to you guys. Uh, We'll start with you, Josh. What are your thoughts on the transfer portal in general? We'll step back from Coastal. Do you like the new system? Are you a fan of the new system? What problems have you already seen? What are the successes? Just keep it short, keep it simple. But what do you feel about the portal right now? I think there's a lot of misinformation about it from the guys that enter it. We've seen this a lot this week from former Coastal guys, from CJ Brewer, from Spillum, from this guy, that guy. If you enter the portal, the grass isn't always greener. You might not even have grass at all. Like There's going to be hundreds of guys that slip through the cracks without offers that it's just, oh, I thought this guy was going to offer him, so I did it, and then everything fills up. And if you're not very careful – and you don't have a plan, you can get left in the dust. So I think it's disastrous and it's gonna, it ruins careers for some guys. But other guys like Grayson McCall, if he's able to make this jump, he's going to be an NFL top three draft pick, like not top three, top three rounds. Like it, it offers opportunity, but only for guys that are smart about it. So I think there's a lot of misinformation, but I also think that if you have the right coach and the right mindset about it, you can build a team from it and you can get better and you can get better recruits than if you had to wait out of high school. I think it just depends on who's running your program. And if you use it right, it's a, such a weapon, but it can also kill you. Like live by the sword, die by the sword. It, it, it comes true with that. And we'll see. And I just real quick before we move on, I want to throw out a guy that you've kind of seen with that. And I think it's a guy that we could actually bring here realistically, quote unquote, Emory Jones. This was a guy that was supposed to be amazing, got shoved out at Florida, ended up at Arizona State, kind of lost the starting battle there, but still played eight games. And now he's back in the portal. This is a guy that maybe he comes here and we're like, hey, you're the starter. You're our guy. We don't have this five-star that you're playing with. And that's a guy that if he wants, if he's smart about it, he would go to Coastal instead of transferring somewhere where the last two jobs, he's lost it to a backup. That's a five-star. Like, if you're not smart about it, like I said, it's going to bite you in the ass. But Tim Beck is a real opportunity to build from this in a positive way. For sure. Jordan, before I toss it to you, I just want to throw this out there. At the Division One levels, that's FBS and FCS, on an, any given year, there's about 11,000 football players on scholarship. It's a lot of guys. There's a lot of scholarships out there for a lot of people. The NCAA Transfer Portal currently has 1200 kids in it and that number is growing every year so 
10% of all scholarship athletes in division one are in the portal last season, 40% of players who entered the transfer portal were offered scholarships and accepted scholarships and were on rosters as scholarship players. The reason I keep throwing the word scholarship in there is because a bunch of them walked on at places having believed they were going to get scholarships, but only about 40% of them actually got offers. Are you scared of what the portal is becoming and what it is for some of these young men? I am because it's actually tarnishing some of these guys. It's like their way of going to places where they thought they were going to be great. And it's not, you know, just like Josh said, it's not always green on the other side. And, you know, you just brought up over 1,200 players in the portal. There's a good chance that at least over more than half of those players aren't going to be able on these be on new uh, rosters. So I don't like it. I, I don't like that, you know, a lot of these players can, you know, just if they're not happy in the situation that they're in, you know, they can just go in the portal and try to find somewhere else, you know, back – a long time ago, you just had to stick it out. If you were really, you know, all in on a team, you just stuck it out and just worked even harder to get that position. But, you know, a lot's changed since then. And, you know, hopefully, you know, these players, hopefully a lot of these players can find new homes. But if not, then what are you going to do? It's kind of just that scenario. But I wish uh, the ones that are in the portal nothing but the best. But, you know, the new system really isn't the best. And I think they're gonna they're gonna cut it soon, cause all these players in the portal, they're gonna eventually go back to what it was. And players that transfer once they change it are probably gonna have to sit out another year soon. So we'll see. Yeah, I think the portal as an idea was a good thing, but as it's implemented now, it's just the wild west. It's college football as free agency, and it's not working out. I just did a quick little bit of math on my on my uh, phone here, so. 1200 there are 85 scholarship players per division one team well fbs team fcs has a lower number that is 14 full rosters worth of players full 85 that have to be divided up if you just go by 22 by the number of starters per team that's 54 and a half starting lineups that are in the portal right now. There's not enough places for those guys. There's really not. And, and, and again, I'm just worried about guys seeing the grass is greener on the other side. Mario, before we wrap this up, what are your thoughts on the transfer portal and the wild West that is college football free agency right now? You know, I was looking at it and I wanted to make sure I was right. So uh, I had, I looked it up on Google. You have a 45 day, you have a 45 day, you know, span before like the transfer portal closes before that window closes. To me, the way I look at it, it's not 100% like a great comparison, but to me, I compare it to like the stock market. You have to know when to go, like when you go in, if you're realizing that, well, I'm not getting these offers from these places and I don't feel like my opportunities are going to be better here or whatever. I think it's up to the athlete too pull itself out of out of that transfer portal if they feel like nothing's getting done. We've seen it with Willie Moist. You know, it didn't look like he was part of that transfer portal when he pulled out. I think that's something that their agent, that these players' agents are going to have to talk to them about or families or whoever it might be. But you're absolutely right. There's so many players in the transfer portal that not all of them are going to get picked. So I think the athletes really got to be smart with these, like, transfer portals decisions. They have to really be smart. They got to really 
sometimes they bet on themselves. And I think that's something that they really need to do. But I think they also need to be smart and realize, well, look, I'm going to bet on myself. But if this person, but if this team isn't going to bet on me, then it's better off I just leave. And it's unfortunate, too, because the reason why they're in the transfer portal in the first place is because they don't feel like they're getting the opportunities at the school they're at. And it's unfortunate because not many for us, like we're lucky because Chad, Chadwell's gone. Tim Beck's taken over. So it's fresh starts. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. New beginnings. There's no expectations. However, for a lot of these guys, the coach is still there, which means if they go back to that school, it's either going to be the same situation that they were in before or worse because they entered that transfer portal and returned. So that's the really unfortunate part about that. So I think if you take everything into account, I think that I'm not really a huge fan of it, but at the same time, if it does work out for you and you go to those bigger schools, the possibilities are endless. Like a, a perfect example is Grayson McCall, a guy like that, the possibilities are endless if he ends up making that move to a bigger university. But a lot of other guys, they gotta they gotta play it smart. They really have to play it smart. If you don't see that, if, look, if you don't see your stock rising up, get out of the stock. Simple as that. Yeah, the only caveat that I have to that Mario and Counterpoint is no school is under obligation to honor your scholarship once you enter the portal. So Coastal can go to William Moyes and say, you want to come back? Sorry. I don't think Coastal is going to do that in this situation. Coastal needs all the guys that can play football they can handle, especially on the offensive line. But a guy like, like DJ Ugalele up at Clemson, he can enter the portal, realize that his only offer is Again, totally hypothetical, but is from Coastal Carolina, and he says, "Well, shit, I don't want to drop to Coastal Carolina's level." And he goes to Dabo and says, "Hey, I want to come back." And Dabo says, mm, "No." Well, what does DJ Ugalele do? Does he go and play in Germany with Alex Spillum? Like that's his only option. Like again, the the grass may not be greener, and as Josh said, there might not be any grass at all. <laughs> so. You know, it's a crazy situation and the Wild West that is the transfer portal. I I hope they get it cleaned up because, again, it's a good idea in theory. These guys should be allowed to transfer and play and go wherever they want. But at a certain point, you have to put parameters on it. You have to make it beneficial to the athlete and to the teams that are looking to get players from it. Right now, it's it's just the Wild West. It's just insane and it's too much to keep up with. And a lot of guys are going to fall through the cracks. Excuse me. With that, I think we go ahead and we wrap it up. Again, best wishes to number 10. Uh, this is an incredible run that we've had with you. With you in Teal and Bronze, this team reached levels that it never would have otherwise, and we thank you for that forever. Uh, the memories that this group has, I'm talking about the podcast specifically here, of the Cure Bowl would have not happened without you. We wouldn't have had those memories and and that experience without you. Uh, And for that, I am forever grateful. I will never be that drunk ever again, Uh, but it was a good time. (laughs) So forever 10, forever a shot. Um, If there's anybody that I know will be wearing different colors next year and still have teal in his piss, it's Grayson McCall. So we'll be looking out for you 10 again. No Liberty, no App State, but, you know, we love you anyway. So retire number 10 as quickly as possible. Matt Hogue, get on it. Uh, No more Groundhog's Day for you. You actually have to do something for once. So with that, I wrap it up. Thank you guys for tuning into this special edition of The Shant Show. Follow us on Twitter at Shant Show and Instagram uh, 
or at the shot show on Twitter at shot show on Instagram, turn on your notifications for Twitter. That question that we asked in this podcast, we tweeted out as we were recording, sent us questions and he got in on the episode cause he knew and he was on Twitter. So turn on your notifications whenever we tweet that way you're there and we can get your questions in cause that was really fun. And I want to do that from now on. So we will see you guys real soon with more content. Keep posted and Sean's up 10 forever, baby.